The following is presented by Maranatha Bible Church of Comstock Park, Michigan. For more information, go to mbcmi.org. All right, good evening. Welcome tonight to Maranatha Bible Church. What a joy it is to have you here. A very special service tonight. It's our annual Christmas service. It's an opportunity for us uh, to just gather on a, on a Sunday evening and to celebrate the birth of our Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. So we know that uh, many of you are here because of the kids that you're about to see. So it's not about us. We understand that. Uh, but we are very excited to have all of you here. If you're just visiting uh, our church and just here to, to see our kids sing or just be a part of our service, we're just so thankful that you have joined us tonight. And uh, our focus tonight is Christ. Our focus is Him. It's His work that He's accomplished for us. And so we just trust and pray that you'll be blessed and encouraged as uh, we meet together uh, tonight. So I don't know if I can pray or not because there's a little bit of distraction, but that's okay. No, it's wonderful. Are you ready? You want to pray? I'll pray and then... Okay, let's start our service with prayer. Father, thank you for this evening. Thank you for what you're going to do. We commit to you this evening. We pray, Father, that you'll be glorified as we remember our Savior's birth in music and in the word, and in the fellowship that we enjoy afterwards. Thank you for these sweet kids that are going to sing for us. We commit it to you now in Christ's name. Amen.
good evening. <laughs> Would you see, please stand and join us in singing.
working? Yeah, there we go. What a, a monumental event the birth of Christ was. We see that they were waiting for this event for thousands of years. And finally, it happened. For our scripture reading, I'd like to read from Luke chapter 1, starting with verse 26. Now, in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God to a city in Galilee called Nazareth, to a virgin engaged to a man whose name was Joseph, of the descendants of David, and the virgin's name was Mary. And coming in, he said to her, Greetings, favored one, the Lord is with you. But she was very perplexed at this statement and kept pondering what kind of salutation this was. The angel said to her, do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you shall name him Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High, and the Lord God will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever, and his kingdom will have no end. Mary said to the angel, how can this be? Since I'm a virgin, the angel answered and said to her, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. And for this reason, the Holy Child shall be called the Son of God. And behold, even your relative Elizabeth has also conceived a son in her old age. And she who was called barren is now in her sixth month. For nothing will be impossible with God. And Mary said, Behold, the bondslave of the Lord, may it be done to me according to your word. And the angel departed from her. Come, oh, come, Emmanuel, and ransom captive Israel that mourns in lonely exile here until the Son of God Rejoice, rejoice, Emmanuel shall come to thee, O Shadows put to 
Now at this time, Mary arose and went in a hurry to the hill country, to a city of Judah, and entered the house of Zacharias and greeted Elizabeth. When Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, the baby leapt in her womb. And Elizabeth filled with the Holy Spirit, and she cried out with a loud voice and said, Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb. And how is it happened to me that the mother of my Lord... Would come to me. For behold, when the sound of your greeting reached my ears, the baby leapt in my womb for joy. And blessed is she who believed that there would be a fulfillment of what had, hap had been spoken to her by the Lord. And Mary said, My soul exalts the Lord, and my spirit has rejoiced in God my Savior. For he has had regard for the humble state of his bond slave. For behold, from this time and all generations will count me blessed. For the Mighty One has done great things for me. And holy is His name. And His mercy is upon generation after generation toward those who fear Him. He has done mighty deeds with His arm. He has scattered those who were proud in the thoughts of their heart. 
He has brought down the rulers from their thrones and has exalted those who were humble. He has filled the hungry with good things and sent away the rich empty-handed. He has given help to Israel, his servant, in remembrance of his mercy, as he spoke to our fathers, to Abraham and to his descendants forever. And Mary stayed with her about three months and then returned to her home.
Now, the birth of Jesus Christ was as follows. When his mother Mary had been betrothed to Joseph, before they came together, she was found to be with child by the Holy Spirit. And Joseph, her husband, being a righteous man and not wanting to disgrace her, planned to send her away secretly. But when he had considered this, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife. For the child who has been conceived in her is of the Holy Spirit. She will bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. Now, all this took place to fulfill what was spoken by the Lord through the prophet. Behold, the virgin shall be with child and shall bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which translated means God with us. And Joseph awoke from his sleep and did as the angel of the Lord commanded him and took Mary as his wife, but kept her a virgin until... She gave birth to a son, and he called his name Jesus. Thank you. 
been a pretty uh, spectacular evening so far, and I'm just always amazed at God's grace to our church and uh, the talent and the musical abilities the Lord has given uh, so many of you, which I don't have, so it makes me appreciate it all that much more, but thank you for serving us uh, up to this point. Obviously, the focus tonight is not us. The focus is not our church. The focus is not what we're trying to do here. The, the focus is Jesus Christ. And that's really why we do this. This is why we exist as a, as a people. This is why we exist as a church. It is to solely point to the Lord Jesus Christ. This is what Christmas is about. It's not about presents and parties and gifts and all of those other things that we can so easily get wrapped up in. This is about Jesus Christ. And uh, for just a moment, I, I know... Um, We don't have a lot of time tonight, but I do want to take just a moment to direct our hearts uh, to Christ. I want to read just a couple of verses from John chapter 1. Dale actually read them this morning for us. You're very familiar with these words, but I think they really capture in capsule form what what this is all about. John 1.1 says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. 
God tells us here something about Christ. He's called the Word. What do words do? Just think for a moment. We, we take them for granted. We use them so often throughout the day. What, what do words do? Because Christ here is called the Word. Three times in this first verse of, of John, He is called the Word. Words communicate something. Words express thoughts. Words reveal things. This is what words do. Words are, are a means by which we communicate to one another. And what's staggering about this is that John calls Jesus the Word. Why? He is the Logos. He is God's communication to us. One of the primary ways that God has communicated with us is through His written Word, and, and that's the Bible. And the other way God has communicated to us is through His Son, Jesus Christ. He is God's revelation to us. He is God's word to us. He is God's communication to us, which means that everything God wants you and I to know is found in this book, and it's found in Jesus Christ. Everything that God wants us to know about Him, everything God wants to reveal to us about Himself is contained within His living word and His written word. That's marvelous. Jesus Christ is God's communication to us. And then he says some interesting things about Jesus. He says, in the beginning was the Word. The beginning there is not the beginning of time. It's the beginning of everything, which really had no beginning. And so John is telling us that before anything that we see around us existed, Jesus was. Before this world was created, Jesus was. Before there were mountains and trees and animals and birds and all the beautiful creation that we see, before any of that existed, there was Christ. One commentator said, Jesus was always wasing. He always was. He always has been. He's always existed. It blows our minds. I mean, think about that for just a moment. Try, try, try to think back to before anything existed and try for just a moment to think back to eternity past. You can't do it. How has something existed for eternity? But that's, that's what the Word tells us, that, that God has existed from eternity, and Christ, who is also God, has existed from eternity. Before there anything was, there was Jesus. The next phrase he says in John 1, 1, is, and he says, and the Word was with God. He, he was face to face with God. Jesus, the second person of the Trinity, existed from eternity past face to face with God. It doesn't just mean he was in the presence of God. It means that he had equality with God and he was with God face to face since from forever. The third phrase in John 1, 1 says, and the word was God. He was God. Jesus is God. Jesus is the second person of the Trinity. And this blows our mind as well. How can there be three persons and one God? There is God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. How can they be three separate persons and one God? I don't know, but that's what the Bible teaches. He was God. So th this is an amazing statement about who Christ is. He was in the beginning, and He was with God, and He 
was God. This is who Christ is, the Word, God's communication to us. And then just a few verses later, in verse 14, John tells us something remarkable about this Word. John 1 verse 14 says, And the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. That Word that I just described, the eternal Word, the Word who was with the Father, the Word who is God Himself, that Word became flesh. God put on humanity. God added humanity to His deity. He didn't become less God. He just added a human nature to His divine nature. So so in Christ, you have the the perfect complement, the perfect blend of of God and man, 100% God, 100% man, in the person of Jesus Christ. He became flesh. He became like us. He became like us. And the verse goes on to say, and he dwelt among us. Just think about that for a moment. The eternal God of heaven and earth, the creator of all things, put on a human body so he could walk this earth. It says he dwelt among us. Literally, he pitched a tent among us. If you were to pitch a tent in my backyard, which I'm not suggesting that you do, but if you did, we would get to know each other pretty well because you would be in our house and you'd sit at our meals and you'd use the facilities. We would get to know each other fairly well because you pitched a tent in my backyard. Christ came to dwell among us so we could have a relationship with Him. That's the message of Christmas. The problem is, we're sinners. We, um, we can't have a relationship with Him. It's impossible because God's eyes are too pure to look upon which is e- that which is evil. So those of us who are sinful cannot have a relationship with that which is holy. And, and so we have a, a dilemma. How, how can we ha- enter into a relationship with this God who has come to dwell amongst us and live amongst us? It, it's impossible. So as you know, the rest of the story, Christ grew to be a man. He lived a perfect life. He followed God's law completely and perfectly. And he died a, a death on a cross. He did not have to die so that us who are sinners and enslaved to sin could have that removed and forgiven so we could finally enter into a relationship with God. That is the message of Christmas. That's the gospel. And you can't appreciate that message until you've come to the conviction that you're a lost sinner. You've broken God's law. Every one of us have. And so you cannot measure yourself against the standard of someone else. That's not the standard by which God is going to judge you. He's not going to look at you and say, well, you know, for most people, that person's better than those other people. That's not the standard. The, The standard is absolute perfection. That's the standard by which you're going to be measured against someday because that's God's standard. That's who he is. And so every single one of us falls short of that standard. We've stolen, we've had lustful thoughts, we've been anxious and worried and fearful, and we've lied, 
every single one of us here tonight have broken God's law. The good news is, though, Christ came to redeem us. And he came to give us a new heart. He came to give us a new life. He came to rescue us from sin. And he rose from the dead after dying on the cross and paying for our sins. So that all now who place their faith and trust in Christ alone, not by your works, not by your efforts, not by your feeble attempts to work your way back to God, none of that will get you there. It's only through Christ. And when you place your faith and trust in him, there is an amazing exchange that takes place. He takes your sin and pays for it, and he then credits to you his perfections and his righteousness. It's called the great exchange. He gets your sin, you get his righteousness. And so now when God says to you, why should I let you into my kingdom? You can say, after you placed your faith and trust in Christ, you shouldn't, but I've been robed in the perfections of Jesus Christ, and God will say, welcome. That's Christmas. The other option is you can just keep trying to earn your favor before God. You can try working and working and working and trying to do whatever you can to get your way to heaven, and and let me just tell you, you won't get there. That's why Christ had to come. And that's what we're celebrating tonight. That's what we're about as a church. And if you're here tonight and you've never placed your faith and trust in Christ, uh, we just want to be unashamed and bold and straight out up there that you need Christ. And he came to rescue you. And now he's calling upon you to repent of your sin and place your trust in him. And if you do that, you will have life abundant both now and forever. We would love to do nothing more than to introduce you to the Savior. If you have questions, we'd love to answer those for you. This is the gospel. This is what Christmas is about. Lord, we thank you for Jesus Christ. We thank you that this baby that we celebrate, who was born 2,000 years ago, did not stay in a manger. He went to a cross. And he laid his life down to redeem us who are lost. So, Lord, our our hearts now respond to you in worship and praise and adoration because you didn't have to do this. You could have left us in our sin. You could have left us under judgment. You could have left us condemned for eternity, and you would have been justified in doing that. And yet, you condescended to us You became spiritually poor so that we might become spiritually rich. And so, Lord, our prayer is that each person here tonight knows you. If not, awaken their heart. Remove the blinders. Let them hear the gospel for the first time. And would they come to know you as their Lord and Savior? It's in his precious name we pray. Amen.
Would you stand and join us in singing again, please?
be seated. do quite a bit in keeping this place clean and Paul of course you know well and keeps everybody straight around here right <laughs> so we uh, thank you for her uh, yeah. <laughs> believe me if only I could tell you <laughs> so, <laughs> so we do thank you for that for you and just thank you for your ministry and we just uh, this appreciation we just are so grateful for you guys thank you so much And then, of course, uh, as all of you know, at this time, we send out a special uh, letter to everybody to respond. If you would like to give a Christmas gift to our pastoral staff, and you responded well again this year. So we have uh, Pastor Todd, Pastor Joe, Pastor Bob, and Dale, if you would all come up. And then we'll just, again, we can thank them for just the service and ministry God's given to them. And then Todd is going to be closing with uh, some announcements and then also a word of prayer. Todd, thank you. As you know, they labor hard, and, and, and oftentimes in ways you don't even realize. So, again, we're so thankful for them and for the ministry that God has uh, blessed us with and how God is using them here at our church. So why don't you give them a round of applause. Thank you. Thank you so much. We are so grateful for how the Lord is working at this church. If this is your first time here, we'd love to have you back on a Sunday morning. Uh, but tonight we have an opportunity just to head down to our lower level, and there's a bunch of desserts. There's a lot of sugar down there. So you'll want to head down there with your kids. Make sure you pump them full of sugar uh, tonight before you head home. Uh, but let me close in prayer. Father, thank you so much for a wonderful evening. We're so thankful for this body. Thank you for redeeming us. Thank you for bringing us to Christ. And so as we leave here now, may Christ be the focus of our uh, Christmas celebration over the next few days. Bless our fellowship now. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. You're dismissed.
You've been listening to Maranatha Bible Church in Comstock Park, Michigan, where we exist to display God's glory, declare God's truth, delight in God's Son, and disciple God's people. No part of this digital file may be reproduced or distributed without prior written consent. For permission, go to mbcmi.org.